Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. The countdown begins. Three episodes left before the series finale. Well, technically two, but we're going to discuss the third one today. So stay tuned because a lot happens. And Narcisse is the catalyst. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, merry-go-round of hosts continues. <laughs> We have Lena and Alina. I know. Yes. The two Lena twins? The Lena twins, the mole twins. You know what's funny? I was thinking, I was like, Felina's in, in essence right now. Phil, Lena. Ah. All right. All right. Maybe <laughs> Just a stretch roll with there. it. Just roll with it. All right. Um, well, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Where can people follow you? And most importantly, what you thought of this episode? Hey guys, I'm Lena Nori. You can find me on Twitter at Lena Nori underscore and on Instagram at Lena Nori. And this episode was by far, out of all four seasons, my favorite episode, so I'm so excited to talk about it. All right. Hey guys, I'm Alina Vision. You can follow me on all social media at Alina Vision. That's Vision of two S's. <laughs> Loved this episode. It's all just kind of coming down to the wire, and I love how things are coming out. Yes, I'm very, very excited, but um, also real quick before we dive into, I know you guys are dying to talk about this episode, but I have to ask, how was having Nicole on? Obviously, that's not a real name, but the character (laughs) of Nicole. It was incredible. So I actually talked to Anne today, so Nicole is also, um, she's known as obviously Anne Purvu, and she was so excited, so I talked to her earlier today, and I was like, you know, are you back in LA? Are you going to make it out for today's show? And she's like, no, I wish I was there, and it's so crazy because now that I've seen what's happened in this episode and it pretty much is based on her and, I mean, she's going to be queen or at least, like, that's how they're setting it up. And it's just so incredible that she just didn't even give any of that to us. Mm-hmm. I almost want to text her, like, you didn't even hint. Like, no hints, no nothing. But obviously, you know, she did say that the next three episodes are going to be incredible. And to say the least, by far, this episode was my favorite episode. And I haven't seen the other two yet. But, I mean... Neither have I. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Very good. Um, So, definitely, if for some reason you haven't checked out last episode, definitely check it out. Great interview there. Um, She was so sweet and so so humble. I missed it. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, I think we were, like, trying to give her a little bit too much to drink so she could tell us some more. But (laughs) she left some key details out. I mean, she's about to be queen. And she left that whole part out. Well, she didn't even know in this episode. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. All right. So speaking of which, let's uh, let's head on over to France because a lot's happening there. A lot's happening everywhere, but might as well start with France. Um, real fast, let's check in with Claude and Luke. Um, that whole – like, Claude to me feels like it's, – it's one of those moments when she's just lying to herself of like, no, I really love Leith. And I can't love you. But, you know, deep down, deep down, she <laughs> right? knows it's coming. It's erupting. <laughs> I just wanted her. I just want her to be with Luke. Like he's a good guy. Like you have him right in front of your face. Like, please get with the program. But she keeps on having this like torn moment. And I don't. I know that she like promised her heart to Lath and all that. But come on, you just you got a good guy. <laughs> it's it's funny to me because Claude has never been like the queen of like the moral compass, or shall I say, the princess of moral compass. Mm-hmm. Like she's made pretty questionable decision so the fact that she's letting her guilt of making late the promise prevent her from being so happy with luke right? i mean the guy for being narcissus like spawn is insane he's so loving so giving i mean he even is you know went to king charles and said i want claude to be happy like please give me the annulment yeah. 
And then she still wants the guy that took money and left. Mm. I mean, she's a typical girl. She <laughs> wants the bad guy. And even though we thought, you know, he was the good guy, he's not. It's Luke. Luke is amazing. He loves her unconditionally. He even wants her to be happy. And that moment where they're dancing, you could see, like, she's kind of, like, pressed up against his chest. Mm. And she, like, she wants it. Right. So it's like, what the hell? Take well, the good guy. The you know what's funny? It was it was funny watching it. Um, I kind of had it playing on in the background, and I was um, with people that had never seen the show. Uh-huh. And like, oh, it's. It was, and the the reoccurring bit was, yeah, no, that person doesn't love that person. They love another person, but they're not there. <laughs> so <laughs> that so that kept being the motif of certainly in this episode. Um, when it comes to Lath, obviously, I don't want to forget what Lath represents and who Lath is. Very nice guy. Um, you know, it's sometimes easy to forget in that sense. Uh, but, you know, I feel like we could still find another girl for Lath, and he could be happy. There's yeah, plenty of yeah. good girls in France. I mean, he thought that Greer was his end-all, be-all, and then exactly. he easily moved on to Claude. I mean, you know how it is. Men just easily move on. <laughs> He'll find somebody else. But Claude, it's like, she you could tell she just loves Luke, and she wants to, like, admit it, but right. she just feels his guilt. But it's like, where is that moral... Where's the morality coming from? It was missing the last, like two seasons all of a sudden she's yeah. like good question <laughs> um however it'll be interesting to see what happens because um we'll certainly talk about it. luke has you know speaking of luke he has a pretty good moral compass um you know one of the questions i got raised by people um as i watched it was if you saw someone cheating if, if you saw a girl cheating on your best friend would you say something i'm like yeah absolutely why would i have anything to hide and luke obviously is put in that position with nicole right um what did you guys think of that set up that whole dynamic um i thought it was kind of interesting because even though he was the one who caught henry uh cheating with nicole he was also talking to another girl at the at the time yeah he, he like I had to rewind. I was like, "Wait, was he talking to someone too?" Okay, but then I remembered right there. You know, kind yeah, of they separated. had a deal, right? Um, but as far as like him having to tell um, Charles, I think obviously he shouldn't. I don't know if he should do it though because it's Charles just goes bananas when things don't go his way, mm-hmm. and it's very important for him to be king right now. So. Yeah, I'm kind of on the... Yeah, but, 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 okay, so this is where it comes in, right? Um, we're going to attack this from various angles and go back and forth. But um, when Charles makes that declaration that he's gone with Nicole, right. he's basically signing his death warrant, um, which we'll talk about her way of nullifying the situation because that was the world's worst way of doing it. Uh, but, but in that regard, you know... Um, yeah, I think this would be a proper time to perhaps, t- despite him getting angry, let's we got to kick Nicole to the curb and get back with the Spaniards. <laughs> For real! But I just don't get it because it's such a sketchy situation when she's coming out of, like, Henry's room. It's She's clearly, like, adjusting yeah. her corset. And I feel like right on the scene when she walks in the hallway and Charles grabs her and she's like, oh, it's nice to see you. She's so awkward. And I don't know if just Charles is just so naive I mean, clearly he's naive from his, like, terrible decisions that he makes. But he chooses to sentence himself to death by wanting to be with Nicole, who clearly, you know, she's not really loving him anymore. She's not there. He's like, hey, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. So the fact that he even made that declaration, and it's like, 
She's, she's so not even anything. Yeah. What does she have? She's nothing. No, and she. Nicole, you are nothing. She's so. Oh, and Nicole, we love you. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, you are nothing. Okay, Phil loves you too. He wrote you that really sweet note. He loves you. <laughs> it's so crazy. Once you actually meet them right? in person, you See? feel guilty saying something. Exactly. So no, Nicole, we're talking about Nicole the character, not Anne. Okay, right, right. so Nicole the character, I will say this. I do absolutely love Anne Purvu, but holy shit, the fact... Oh, excuse my language. The <laughs> fact that she wants to still be with Charles... I mean, sorry, she still wants to be with Henry, right. knowing that Charles is going to be king. He's about to marry somebody from Spain to, like, reassert himself. And here's, like... Henry in the mirror, dangling, wearing her earrings. Like, if I was with a guy, like, if I woke up and my boyfriend was, like, trying on my earrings, like, nothing against guys that, you know, like to wear jewelry or feminine things, but if I woke up seeing that, I'd be like, who am I with? But the fact that she's like, I still love you, and she was even gifting her earrings to him. It's yeah, like, let's talk about this. Shit. I was all good with it. I was like, hey, you do you, boo. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I, you do I you, I feel boo. like there's a part of her that likes guys that are, like, seriously disturbed. Like, she liked Charles because, you know, he was eating the blood and, like, the squirrels in the forest. And it's like, now that he's getting back to being, like, somewhat at least level-headed, now she's on to the next one that likes to cross-dress. And it's like... What's next? <laughs> no, what's next? Because for a second, we thought she wanted to be with Henry because of, like, the rise in station. But... Clearly, she knows that Charles is going to be king still, and now Spain's about to support it, and she still wants to be with Henry. It's like, I don't get her. Like, who do you want? She wants. She's like the fixer. She wants the guy she can she fix. She does fall very, very quickly. Yeah. I will say that. I mean, it was Charles and Narcisse, now Henry. Um, but what, I, what I, I got out of that scene was, I was like, okay, well, she's down with whatever Henry's down with, so, you know, maybe they're just meant for each other. But here's the thing, also, she now has, I mean, think about it, in that time period, this is a deep, dark secret, she can blackmail the S out of him. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. So, you know, I mean, you can't trust Nicole motive, you can't trust her motives in terms of, oh, she loves him. No, that's not how she plays this game. I think it's less about blackmail, and it's not because now I have a soft spot for her, because I've actually met her, (laughs) but she likes disturbed men. Like, look at it. She liked Charles because, like I said, he was in the forest eating animals and stuff. She knew he was the king and, like, had run away. Then with Narcisse, he would open up to her about Lola and how, you know, my heart's broken, my wife is dead. And she, like, would be like, oh, my God, but I love you. Like, I'll make you feel better about Lola. And then now she's all about Henry, who doesn't even really know who he is. And You he... have been suckered. See, listen, plenty of <laughs> broken men that are poor in all of France. <laughs> Why do we have to go for the king, the brother, and, you know, the, 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 the uh, I forget what his station is, not the chancellor, but, um. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm definitely a sucker. I think I'm she sucker. just wants to stay in court. Yeah. Whoever is going to keep her there, is, yeah, she just wants, she wants the power, she wants the stat, rise in station, she wants all that. Yeah. I'm excited for what, um, what, Catherine's going to ultimately do because Narcisse knows nothing nothing of this at the moment. Mm-hmm. He thinks everything's going according to plan because they had that that moment. Um, additionally, I want oh, real quick on Luke. Um, when Charles says like, you know, Luke helped me out. Oh if I God. was Luke, I'd be like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Not what I meant. So yeah, it's... he got dagger eyes from everyone. When when Catherine walked by him, <laughs> yeah. she gave him the look of the death. Look. Like I will have your head for this. Mm-hmm. That but motherly it... look, like yeah. <laughs> because they had a great moment earlier, and she's like, you know, you saved my son. Now go do it again. And yeah, it's just it's just one. You know, Dude, and what's you're all for you're, you're one for two. Yeah. And what's and even worse all. is Luke knows that she's having an affair with his brother. 
Like, Luke's probably sitting there like, I just told this guy I want Claude to be happy, and now she's going to be queen, and she's sleeping with his brother. I mean, I've said it before. Where the hell is Jerry Springer in this? <laughs> he has yet to be born. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, any other... I mean, obviously right now it's just kind of a left to mess. Um, we don't go beyond that, but anything you want to add to that before we move on to England? I'm just... I'm kind of curious. Does Nicole not realize she's going to, like, she's playing a very dangerous game? Yeah, but she likes it. Which I mean, ultimately, like if she gets beheaded, <laughs> whatever she had no, fun like, doing but, it. Yeah. I don't know. She lived her life, her best life. It's but, all good. But literally, right before she's you know about to have her moment with um, Henry again, he says he's like, just so you know, my mom knows, my sister knows, Luke knows, and she's like, I'll handle him. Like, how confident can you be? He's gonna take your head off. He's obviously he's clearly obsessed with her. Yeah, well, she's. But she thinks she's smarter than she really is. Like yeah. again, her handling that situation with Charles that. That was like if you asked me, like, hey, can you, um, I don't know, make up something. No, no, no one's to play the game. I don't know where you're going with this. I don't know. I'm like, what are we making <laughs> up? I'm like, I don't know. The sky is blue. There you go. Run with it. No, 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 that's, oh. <laughs> no but to do, to do something difficult, let's say, let's say, um, I don't know. Let's say I'm the king. I have to go execute somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go to one of my guards. Hey, there's this guy. And if um, you can, you know, maybe talk to him. And, uh, you know, just, just fix the situation. You get what I'm saying? Like, you're supposed to behead somebody for a punishment, and the, the, you're, like, to be towing around the, the thing. Okay. Maybe not the best example, but it's the best <laughs> example I give at the moment. That went right over my head. Yeah. All right, fine. Good. Listen, the audience knows what I mean. Yes. Because I believe in them. Um, all right, so we'll move on to England. But before we do, um, here's something that you guys might enjoy. Um, it's a... Uh, it's called Blind Item, and it's and it's a book, okay? And the reason I bring this up is because I feel like this is the perfect audience for it, um, especially with summertime coming. Um, it's a great summer read. It's page-turning, and here's what it's about. Um, it's about sex, drugs, and booze. Now, who doesn't Ooh. love, who doesn't love yeah. that? In Hollywood. I mean, I, Hollywood. I, mean, I mean, mom and dad, I, I do not... <laughs> I do not love that at all. Um, but it's fun to read about, isn't it? You get Hollywood exposed. You get a whole 360-degree de- view of the Hollywood industry, you know, um, publicity, the tabloid journalism, reality TV. All that stuff is, is in, goes in play here. So it's it's like modern-day rain, if you will. Okay. Um, it's um, The authors of it are Kevin Dick- Dixon and uh, Jack um, Jack Het- I'm terrible with names. You read that name. I'm terrible. I can't even pronounce your name after all these. There you go. Um, They're industry veterans, and so obviously they know a lot of stories. The tagline of the book is, this is not a true story, but every story inside is true. Um, E-Online voted uh, summer 2017's hottest read. Um, A lot of raving reviews about this. A must read by Jenny McCarthy. Um, Here's a little bit about the book. So, uh, go behind the glamour and bright lights of Hollywood in this addictive and sexy read. The drugs, the sex, the partying, that's just the beginning. Uh, fresh from Ohio, Nicola. Oh, oh. oh no. Little See? tie-in. Nice how, tie-in. How tied-in is this? <laughs> Lands a coveted job as an assistant to a high-powered publicist, pampering B-list stars and creating folk scandals to hide real ones. Her roommate, Kara, looks for fame wherever it will come as a stylist at a rapper's um, pamper them, and as a reality Sounds star. Like Hollywood. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> their friend Billy Fli- um, 
flits behind the scenes, is witness to the bad behavior behind the cameras, peddles his gossip all over town for profit. And when Nicola starts to fall for a movie star, her friends get caught up in the drama. All their mm-hmm. secrets start to spill, and every secret can be sold. So, look f- look no further um, for a perfect summer read. Uh, check out this true-to-life Hollywood page turner full of secrets and scandals. Just go to blindidembook.com. Once again, that's blindidembook.com, and I think it's a perfect companion. As yes. as rain ends, you pick this book up, you read it, because it's going to... It's going to ease the pain of the show going off air. You literally had me at every secret can be sold. (laughs) There you go. And unfortunate reality. See? And that's just like Nicole on the show and Nicola in the book. What is the quote that it's only a secret if the other person's dead? No, it's only only a secret if you're the only person that knows it. Okay. Well, I heard like the... I think something like that. The psycho version of it then. (laughs) Yeah, you want to kill people, is that what you're saying? (laughs) All right, let's move on to England. Speaking of killing people, that's right. a terrible segue. But I mean, it was a good segue, though. It's true. It, speaking of killing people, it's a it's a matter of fact segue <laughs> yes. because Gideon, yeah, poor Gideon. Just when we were starting Gideon. to always love him, right? Now, did you guys actually were you able to put two and two together um, before? That no, I, I really actually didn't think it was going to be Gideon. I, I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be Mary. I was like, they're going to kill this chick sooner or later. I mean, spoiler, but obviously that's what happens. So when I heard a bride, a box, a body, I was like, mm. wait, the bride's going to be Elizabeth. A box is going to be, I don't know, something that seals someone's death. And the body was going to be Mary. Mm-hmm. And I'm very wow. glad it's not Mary, but I didn't think it was going to be Gideon. Wow. Interesting. Now we know who, what's um, Elizabeth's um, handmaiden called? Laura? Jane, who she Jane. was talking to. Right. Now Narcisse. we know. It yeah. was Narcisse. And it's funny because I had said that it was Catherine, but I should have known that who's more cunning than Catherine is Narcisse. Yeah. Well, Narcisse obviously had a more direct motive. Right. And plus he was already in England at one point or another, so he made sense. some friends, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely Narcisse um, played into that one. But let, let, let's take a step back. Let's. Got it. Two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Yes, that is it. I was somewhat close, but I said if you kill the other one, which we don't want to kill people. Nobody wants to kill anybody. Only Elizabeth wants to kill Mary. Well, I'm going to give you the biggest secret of all. In order to keep a secret, be the only person with that secret. Very true. Then you don't need to kill anybody. (laughs) Seriously. No, so going back to the whole uh, Gideon thing, I had so many mixed feelings because at first when the whole Narcisse thing happens and he walks in to Mary and he has this box... And he says that quote. He says, I took from him what he valued the most, which is what made him a man. I was like, that is so powerful. Like, he got his vengeance on a man that valued being a man, pun intended, over everything else. Hence why he always wanted to remove Mary, remove Elizabeth. So I was so pro-Narcisse. And then out of nowhere, he goes into saying how he's the reason why Gideon is dead. And I thought to myself, that man helped Lola escape. He helped... You know, Lola's child, he was there and on multiple occasions helped Narcisse. Like, I understand that he had that vengeance inside of him, but you killed an innocent man. Like, isn't there someone else he could have killed that's close to Elizabeth? Well, okay, but let's, okay, so let's, before we fully get into Narcisse and his psyche, let's talk about Elizabeth and kind of what's going on here. I mean, in some sense, it alleviates her problem of having to choose between Archduke and Gideon. That's so messed up. It does. Listen, I'm very matter of fact today. Um, you know, because she has to, you know, I mean, the whole thing of it was Gideon was like, listen, you know, this is never going to work out. You know, you're going to fall in love with him and you have to do this and whatever. And so, 
even though it pains. Yeah, I just at least now you're left with one option. Such a, such a logical perspective, right? So logical, but such a downer. <laughs> I didn't well, want Gideon to die, but I totally get what you're saying. Like, now she just has one choice. It's not like... Because we've seen the whole love triangle thing try to happen before. It never works out. Somebody always ends up getting hurt. And um, now it's, you know, kind of made simple for her. And I think he... Going back to what you were saying about Narcisse, like, he had to do that to Gideon because, like he said, that's how he felt with Lola. Like, she had to experience that. You yeah, know? And he, he couldn't kill the Archduke because no. then that would be war against France. Exactly. But yeah. Elizabeth, I'm not defending her because I'm always Team Mary, but mm-hmm. Elizabeth responded into her legitimately trying to be assassinated by Lola. It's not like she just one day woke up and said, you know what, since I can't get to marry, I'm just going to kill her best friend that I've been holding hostage with her child. Like, she genuinely befriended Lola, genuinely cared about her, and Lola tried to have her killed. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do? What is the queen supposed to do when everyone around her knows that someone tried to kill her and she did nothing about it? Like, isn't well, that an open invitation? Yes, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the way I see it. She should have just let Gideon go a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's Elizabeth's that's, fault. That's yeah. what have that's solved this. Don't get too close to anybody. Right. I actually at first thought it was the Duke that did it. Like, when at Me first too. when he's like, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm not feeling well. I was like, oh, okay. She sent him on all those trips. He must have got, like, the plague. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a second. It's probably the Duke. Mm-hmm. That's and then the whole time I thought it was a Duke till the very end. And I was like, Elizabeth, like, you sealed his death. The second you chose to have an affair with him and you chose to be out in the open about it, whether or not... You know, people found out and she meant to or not, she sealed his fate. It's her fault. Yeah. Oh, talk about a secret with a dead man now. Yeah. That secret <laughs> is over. You have no remorse for Gideon. You don't I feel do. bad? I do. I love Gideon. And you know what? Here's the thing. I, I partly blame him for, like, he, he never should have fallen for Elizabeth. He I mean, falls for everybody, every, though. Yeah, he falls for queens. He would have fallen for James. It's just, yeah, it, it, you know, he should have just listened to his logic and said, like, this is not going to work. I have to, you know, put this aside. You know what? And he could be unhappy. She could be unhappy. But at least they both live. And, I mean, didn't Elizabeth, her father killed her mother mm-hmm. in the game of love? Like, her mm-hmm. mother was a nobody. And she was trying to, like, work her way up and married her father. And then he beheaded her. Like, she should know firsthand from experience that... When it's not meant to be and you're trying to rise in station and it's not like a political thing. Like like you just said, Narcisse would never have killed the Duke because he wouldn't want war. Mm-hmm. So she should have known better than to fall in love with him. And Gideon mm-hmm. should have known better. What happened well, with Mary? That didn't go anywhere. The heart wants what it wants. Yeah, you the gotta, heart wants what it wants. Sometimes you got to just lock up the yeah. heart. <laughs> Until we get to like free choice and like all that, <laughs> let's just lock up the heart. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough, and I know I'm making light of it and whatnot. It's it's a very sad moment. Gideon's a very good person. Um, obviously, it affects not only Elizabeth but Mary as well because she, you know, even though they're not together, and she perhaps doesn't have those feelings that she did way back when. Um, nonetheless, you know, uh, she she recognizes what he represents for her, and certainly in her past. But can we talk about Gideon? Like on his tombstone, it's going to be like slept with two queens. Like, I don't think that's what's going <laughs> to. Like the handmaiden, was she gonna carve that? Yeah. No, I mean, if you want to break it down for what it is, like he yeah. single-handedly had two queens of two powerful nations fall in love with him. I mean, he's he's got game. Yeah, he does. I don't think that was his intent. <laughs> I mean, Luke life. doesn't even have game. He can't even get a princess. He got two queens. 
you know? That's because he was genuine. It's that diplomacy. But Luke's genuine. Luke's genuine? What do you mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, you're right. He you're loves right. He Claude. Listen, in a room full of two up. women, yeah. I'll always up. yield. <laughs> Very smart. You know, you kind of like went from looking like Bash to actually looking like Luke to me now, right? Mm. Interesting. I, I see a little bit of Luke in you. Interesting. I don't know how to take that. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Take That's it. a compliment. There you go. There you go. In a room full of two women, I will yield. <laughs> yield. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Let's talk about, uh, I mean, in terms of, I guess, the Archduke, um, were his demands unreasonable to Elizabeth? No, I don't think so. I don't think they were right. I mean, she did break it down, though. She did break it down like he is a diplomat. He's done all these deals for me. I need that protection, especially with what I'm doing in the new world. So she did break it down, but I got where he was coming from. Like, you can't go into a marriage knowing that you're, you know significant others in love with somebody else who's just just around the corner and expect nothing to happen like mm -mm, no that's not that's not how it works so i think in that right yeah he he was right for saying what he said now tricking her to sleep with him that's a whole nother story (laughs) that is not okay see in god's terms we call that game There's a lot of games in this there show. There is, there is. Okay, so obviously he was, he lied about that to get her into bed, mm-hmm. but his motive was at least from what he made it seem was like a clean motive. He's like, I want to have a fair chance with you. I want you to right. see like what you could have with me. And even in like the opening scene when they're riding the horses, he's like, oh, you know, someone was pretty loud last night. And I mean, I don't think she's faking it. I think just like Claude, there's a part of her that knows she could be happy with the Archduke, but... Mm-hmm. She has no room to judge. She lies so much. At least, like, Mary is like, hey, listen, you're going to die because of me. But I appreciate it. Like, she's honest with every guy that falls in love with her. Like, hey, I can't give you what you want. Mm-hmm. Hey, like, you know, when she, when she walked out, what she said at Bothwell, which we'll talk about later. But I feel like Elizabeth just lies. She lied to Gideon. She has him running, like, chasing around, you know, all of the world going to, like, what was it, like, a 10-year-old's birthday or something? Yeah. So she's just a liar. If anything, if I was a duke... Not that I would be done with her. He obviously has to be married to her for, like, political reasons. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that when they get married, you're going to see his true colors come out. Because he was spiteful. He sat outside her bedroom. Like, he knew Gideon was heading to her bedroom. And he just wanted to let him know, hey, by the way, we're not married yet. And the girl that you, quote, unquote, love, she's very convincing. Like, that's man to man. I mean, that's like a blow. Like, imagine some guy saying that to you about your woman. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do? Would you be off with his head? I'd be off with them both. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. Vengeance knows equality. Made of logic. All right, let's uh, let's head on over to Scotland uh, because we get the repercussions of the coup, and we get. I can't say we solve the coup because we're very much in turmoil. Um, but how did you guys think this overall played out? And then we'll go into specifics. This is crazy. I was so happy. There were so many times where I was like, yes, Mary, yes, like, finally, you're taking a stand. Like, she wants to take revenge on these people, which I'm not for revenge. I'm not for violence or anything, but I wanted Mary to do it. (laughs) Like, this was the episode I was like, yes. Um, As far as the whole coup thing goes, I do agree with Bothwell. Like, you cannot have... um, the king of Scotland still there. Like, it's just, it's a no. He's a no. He's no, no. He's got to go. So I'm with Bothwell on that one. And now he's like talking to his ex girlfriend that's like dead. Yeah. Like he's like he's actually lost his mind. 
He's gone, Charles. Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. I don't understand how Mary goes from, like, opening scene, she's, like, a bad you-know-what, mm-hmm. and she kicks, you know, the, the wooden thing so, like, Lord Riven, Riven can, get, like, get hung, you know, because he wouldn't admit to, like, the conspiracy with, like, um, Reverend Knox and stuff like that. So I'm like, wow, like, you know, Mary took her castle back. She's, you know, wearing her Scottish clothing. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. She's got this. She's like, I don't care. Power. I'm going to take him down. Like, this is my kingdom. It was my throne. It's my birthright. And then at the end, she, like, frees him. And I'm like, why would you... She always has a soft spot for him for some reason. I don't think it's just... that. I th- I, here's the thing. I think, you know, as I watched it, Mary has displayed this multiple times where, you know, she plays... And I don't think it's disingenuous, but then she realizes the consequences of her actions. Um, you know, like when her brother walked away, we thought we would get somewhat of a perhaps, let's say, more diplomatic Mary. And we, we could do this now. You could argue that she was, because of what happened to David last episode, um, you know, all she felt was rage, and, you know, that kind of consumed her, and then she came to her senses. Uh, but, but I don't know. She's she's teetered that between anger and, and going that way versus then, oh, you know what? We got to just bring peace and whatever it costs But us. he's trying to kill her. It's not even yeah. about peace. Like, he's single-handedly going to be the reason, or not, I mean, that's not the reason, but, like, in, for all she knows, he's going to be the one that's the reason why she's dead. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, now she's about to give birth to what we would presume is going to be a boy, and now he's really going to have no power. He's just always going to be like the king, like the king puppet that like never really mm-hmm. becomes king. Yeah, I would never trust him. She like she cannot trust him. He's every and even she said, you know, I've given you a chance before, and you've like renerged on that chance, and he's going to do it again. I, I do not trust him, especially with the whole fire situation. That was clear, Darnley, like clear. Well, she knew that. Though. Yeah, she knew because even um, Bothwell said, "Oh, he is like he likes fire." Because you remember he like right. set that little mm-hmm. like cabin on fire exactly. to like prove his point. And some just part of me did wonder. I was like. Elizabeth. At no point have we seen Elizabeth like talk about what's going on in Scotland and be like, "Yeah, come on in, come mm-hmm. on, to, come on into England. We'll figure this out." So th- my my red flag did go up. Of, this is something's wrong here. Right. Well, Donnelly just always throws you off. He, you make it makes he makes you think that he's just looking for love and respect, and he doesn't quite understand the repercussions of his actions. And then now we see he's just clearly a nut. Yeah. And is talking to the dead and literally kills the whole Privy Council. I mean, that in itself is reason why he should not be alive. I mean, in some sense, obviously, it, 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 if he left one person, that would have been good. <laughs> yeah. Because then they could have obviously they could have tattled on uh, on Knox, but killing everybody, yes, I see, I right. see your point. Uh, it's it's just um, it's getting to a deep dark place. And, yeah, it's becoming harder each week to kind of come in and be like, okay, well, who's right, who's wrong, and how do you judge it? I don't know. It's definitely... Um, but let's let's talk about Bothwell, because he tries to, in all of this, tries to be um, a man of reason throughout this, and Mary goes to him, but he, as you mentioned by the end, she's not even listening to him. Um, so how do, you, how do you take that as well? How do you, how do you it, it process that? process her not um taking the advice or like just yeah i just i wanted to shake her (laughs) listen up listen to him he has your best interest at heart he knows what's going on at every turn he has always been right he has been watching out for you he knows you know he can see around the corner when you're kind of blinded that's what i was Mm -hmm. thinking about with mary and i agree with him like he 
Darnley's got to go. He has got to go. Otherwise, she will never be safe. Absolutely. Yeah. I have, I have such mixed feelings. I've always been Team Mary. I've always been all about her pursuit of, like, looking for love. Mm-hmm. But my disappointment with her in this scene, you know, and specifically was the scene um, when Narcisse came in and he presented her with the box. And as I said earlier, like, the quote was pretty, like, wow. And I also don't agree with revenge. I don't believe in an eye for an eye. But, I mean, Lola was such a sweet, innocent girl. And she was not only, you know, one of Mary's ladies, but Narcisse just loved her so much, even though he would betray her on, like, so many different occasions. But it's like... Mary should be the last one to talk. Do you remember the scene? I was actually just watching it because I've been going through the old seasons where when Frances dies, she obviously blames Elizabeth and she's running into like where like the, the throne is and she's ripping down like the English flags and then mm-hmm. the prime minister is like, no, don't do this. You know, don't ruin our relationship. She's like, get out. So it's like when Frances died, she was out for blood. She was like, she would kill anybody. She would do anything. She was mm-hmm. like literally at a loss of like any sanity. So the fact that she's even judging Narcisse for his decision on, like, what he did, she asked him not to kill Reverend Knox. He didn't. And, and he didn't. Like, he respectfully he didn't, didn't kill him out of respect That's for Mary. That's Narcisse's <laughs> argument. I didn't kill him. Didn't kill him. But imagine, if he would have killed him, it would have been blamed on Mary. Right. No matter what. No matter what way, he would have been uh, claimed as, like, a hired assassin. So it's like, he's like, hey, look, this is what I did. This is my revenge. And it's like, she's like, get out. Like, once again, but it's like, you would have killed anybody because of Francis. How do you not have any kind of like understanding for what Narcisse is going through? And he was still level-headed enough right. to like only chop off that certain piece and like leave the rest right. for well, her. Not I think to he be. was psychotic enough to just chop it. Like, it's, <laughs> um, let's talk about Narcisse's psyche. I mean, that's that's bold. And they shot it so well, where they, you have you have Knox's face. And you kind of know where Narcisse is going, right. and, and he screams. And it, I didn't need the box to eventually tell me what happened. I knew. Actually, I thought he was going for his toes. Really? Like, you know toes. when you, like, rip the toenails <laughs> off? I thought it was, like, a torture thing. Like, he's going to start ripping the toenails off. Okay. Yeah, he went straight with a knife. <laughs> and they have kind of, like, a, a wide kind of crotch shot before that. So <laughs> that kind of set it up. Yeah. No yeah. toes were shown. No. <laughs> But, I mean, that's literally, it was, like, such a solid point. He's like, I took away what he valued the most, which Mm -hmm. is his manhood. Yeah, absolutely. You are correct. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I'm curious to see how Narcisse kind of goes from here. You know, he's obviously going to go back to French court. I don't know if he reports this as, you know, what he's been able to do. Obviously, you know, and just furthermore, he has to, he's got a lot to deal with over there. Right. Do you think his revenge has, like, been fulfilled, though? I feel like it's not. No, I don't think so. But didn't um, Catherine <laughs> kind of know, I think, what he yeah. was going there to yeah. do? Right. Um, she was there when he was, like, exactly. folding up the knives. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I don't think she knew, like... Right. Yeah, but it's not beyond yeah. Catherine to do something similar, if not the same. Right. That's true. You know, I think, that, like, what we've always talked about, Catherine, just one and the same overall. Well, she's always kind of had, like, the soft spot for Mary. I know in the beginning she hated Mary, but that's because mm-hmm. Nostradamus had that whole, like, vision that she's going to be the reason why her son dies. So she was just being a mother and, like, protecting. But you see that their bond, like, grows. So Narcisse says, he's like, you know, Catherine sent me. She figured after, you know, the coup because of him, my, you know, need for revenge can, like, help you. So it's like you always see, like, Catherine kind of, like, just from yeah. far away, like, trying to help. Yeah. As best as she can, at least. Well, and this, you know, uh, also real quick um, before we move on to Castle Corner, let's talk about the line where Will Knox, uh, where, where Knox says to him, to uh, Mary, like, I've never been your greatest enemy. Oh, yeah. 
because they teased that as, mm-hmm. as you know before saying that it was actually Darnley. No. You could see like a light bulb kind of switch in her head at that point. Which is true. This is why I'm like, Mary, get rid of him. You have to get rid of Darnley somehow because he is your greatest enemy. Because he can be convinced, clearly, by John Knox and the Privy Council and kind of everyone else to be against your interests. Yes, he's saying that he wants, you know, just to see his kid and be part of his kid's life, but no, I do not trust him. No. How did the guy from the Privy Council on the scene where he's like with that, you know, nice lady, is that what I like to call them? <laughs> or what it really was, was I think it was like a prostitute or whatever. They just all showed up together for him. Like, are they that gullible? You guys just tried to kill the queen and here comes the king that somehow escapes well, with his life and he comes up with this false promise of like, oh, Elizabeth says you have free passage. Like, he's so convincing. He almost had me convinced, but, like, I've been on, like, he's a snake from the beginning. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, what else you got at that point? You know, you got, because you don't have any money. You can't really go, like, this was, in some sense, like, it's either die or try. Now they died. (laughs) They died trying. And by him, it's not even Mary. No. No, no. All right. Um, Shall we move on to Castle Corner for the week? Yes. Yes. All right. So, um, what is our castle today? You, um, Lena, managed to find it. Yes, I did. So, what do we got? So, this castle um, that we chose today is in Germany. Um, It's funny because I've always been picking these, like, romantic castles that look like a scene from, like, Cinderella. They're always on, like, the coast of, like, the edge of some cliff and, like, romantic and beautiful. And this one I found the most interesting, which I'm sure they're going to go to that picture, is... There's an entire room dedicated to the heads of red deer, which, you know, I'm sorry for those of you out there that um, are against animal cruelty. I am myself, but that's why I thought this castle was interesting is that it's considered, like, one of the most beautiful castles in all of Europe, but yet there's a whole room dedicated to the heads of these animals, and I feel like, if anything, the energy of those animals being killed... Is like in that room. Like I would never, you know, want to go to that castle. I mean, I would see it from far away, but like not go in the room. I'd have dreams about those deer in my sleep. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Spoiler: alert. many castles have deer heads. Yeah. Um, do they have heads Ooh, dedicated just to one? Um, no. But at the same time, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you know, I I don't know. I have a theory on hunting back then. Like, you know, if you really hunted and, and right. that was like you actually ate it. And, that, right. and yeah. you know, I mean, modern technique now with like guns and things like that, I think it's too easy. But if you used a bow and arrow and things like that, right. then okay, I'll give you credit. Yeah, so this castle in particular, they said it signified like um, hunting and animals and life. But then what was crazy is I'm expecting when it's the whole castle's about hunting is that you're going to see kind of like a lodge or like hunting grounds. I mean, it's kind of like a mist inside of like a moat of water. And it's so gorgeous. It kind of looks like the castle from Aladdin. Like, when I first saw this, I was like, I was expecting I'm going to look inside and there's going to be all this gorgeous furniture, which actually there is. So there's a lot of Japanese um, and Lacord accents and furniture, gold detailing that makes it still kind of like that Versailles romantic look. Mm -hmm. And then when you go into detail, they have, like, rooms that are dedicated to, like, all the animals they've hunted. And there's actually a a picture. I wish they would have included it. It's like a drawing of, like, all the huntsmen on horses, and they would, like, come back with the animals, like, dragging it into the castle. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Nice. So there you go. Um, all right. Castle Cornell. 
Uh, we'll get a vegan castle next week. <laughs> Which, jokingly, that was my joke before we started, and there's none. Um, anyway, all right, let's move on to predictions for the final two episodes. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Which Lena wants to open it up. Oh, you're looking at me. I'm so sad there's only two more episodes. Um, oh, wow. As far as predictions go, I think uh, Mary's going to have her baby really soon. I don't, I don't know. I don't they know. sped up that timeline. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, they did. So they did. I saw, it on a, I saw it on a spoiler. I was so annoyed. Oh. It's like a picture of her sweating and like Bothwell's like right there. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's all over Instagram. I saw it. Okay. So I, okay, so then that's going to happen, I say, next episode. Um, I think the whole, if you know history, what happens with Darnley, I think will happen next episode as well. Um, I don't want to give away any spoilers if you don't know. And I don't, as far well, as... Well, pre- we're in predictions. At this point, I think we, we're, we're in spoiler territory. Okay, I think Darnley's going to be predict- killed next episode. So that's not a spoiler, that's just a theory. That's a theory. So it's a prediction. Okay, that's my prediction. That's the segment we're in. <laughs> okay, good okay, to Okay, there you go. And um, as far as Narcisse back at court, or just French court, um, I think Charles is going to find out about Nicole. That's mm. going to blow up in a big way. And yeah, that's, I think, all I got. So I, in, in conclusion of what you're saying, mm-hmm. I really do think there's going to be off with a lot of heads coming up. I do think for sure Donnelly's going to be killed. Um, I believe Mary's going to have her child first, and then somewhere after that, Donnelly will probably get killed. Um, I have a feeling that Elizabeth is going to blame Gideon's death on Mary for some reason. Technically. Yeah. I mean, I, I think she's not going to think it has anything to do with Narcisse, unless, of course... Jane just magically like disappears. I mean, we don't actually really know if Jane is the one that was. Oh, for sure. for sure. No, but we know. But I'm saying like they haven't told us yet. So I wonder if she's still gonna stick around. Um, I do think. Wait, she... So does that mean that Jane was the one who poisoned Gideon? I think yeah, so. Of right. Yeah, because she's the one that brought him. Remember to like yeah. the chapel. So I think Elizabeth's gonna blame Mary, and just like we've seen with Narcisse, and just like we saw with Mary, that she's gonna come out for vengeance. She's gonna have Mary ultimately killed, and then. I just think it sucks because they're going to do a huge jump. There's like two episodes left and there's no baby and no death. So, Yeah, I, I think a lot of things got sped up in this episode. I think, you know, what probably was a lot of stuff perhaps might have happened in the next episode. I think maybe got shoved into this, which I, I thought I, I was fine with. I think they're going to speed along. I, I, I'd be interested to know if they did some reshoots for the ending just to make it sort of tied up with a bow. Um, but we'll certainly see. I really hope the show gets picked up, guys. I mean, but what would happen if it got picked up? I mean, Mary, we're assuming, is going to be dead by the end of the season. Rain, the Elizabeth story. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. That's All right. So there you guys have it. Um, thank you guys, as always, for watching. Um, comment below your thoughts and opinions. It's always fun to read those. Um, we're going to try to do something fun for, if not the finale, maybe just the season wrap-up. So stay tuned for details of that. Um, in the meantime, where can people follow you? Hey, guys, you can follow me on all social media at Alina Vision. Hey, everyone, you can follow me at Lena Nori underscore on Twitter and then at Lena Nori on Instagram. Follow at Keaton Markey. That's not me. That's Keaton. <laughs> and uh, just go to philsfeedback.com and check out uh, other of our after shows here. 
Um, we've got plenty of them. I do Silicon Valley. Slightly different in terms of audience, but maybe there's some crossover. Check it out. Uh, thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.